Hey, Horror Huns. Welcome to the last episode of Horror Huns for 2022. Yay! Yeah. It's me, Meg, and obviously I'm here with my bestie. Uh, V, who is still unfortunately not well. Yeah, you're sicky. I had the flu, and it was not fun in the slightest. I really thought I was not going to be well enough to not only go to my work's Christmas party, but to record. But here I am. Here Here I am. A trooper. You're doing it for the listeners. I am. I'm just plain exhausted. Um, I'm definitely like a 70 year old lady because normally I'm like actually in bed with my covers like pulled up to my chin at like 830 and I'm just like watching TV or reading a book. But Friday <clears throat> or Thursday and Friday, I was out and I didn't get home until like 130 and the bags under my eyes Wow. Amazing. So heavy. So yeah, I we're both tired. But it's it's a really fun episode because we got some horror news, but we're also gonna be talking about just this year in horror. So that's very exciting. It is, it is very exciting. So let's just get on with our little bit of horror news that we found interesting. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. So I'm gonna start with something that's very exciting to me. Shawnee Smith, who played Amanda Young in Saw films, has um, been in talks to return to the franchise in Saw X as Amanda, which I am so very excited about. But it's very confusing because obviously Jigsaw himself died in the same film that Amanda died. So where is this film going to be placed in the Saw timeline? We have no fucking idea, but I am excited. That's for sure. I don't know what character she is, so I'm excited for you to be excited. She basically was a part of one of the trials that um, Jigsaw did. She survived, so she became an apprentice under him i'm sorry wait so did she sign up for the trial no you don't sign up for the trial so how did she be who who said i'm gonna become an apprentice for this fucker that just tortured and tried to kill me she was a former drug addict so and she was given a new lease of life by him and sometimes people when they're put in those situations they get like stockholm syndrome and you know sees their captor in like a positive light instead of like a negative light this is why i don't fuck with the saw franchise this is why i do not fuck with the saw franchise because kill that motherfucker how is she like oh yes yes let me just let me just do this i don't know does it make sense to me it It makes sense sense to me me when you watch the films it makes sense but anyway um so other bit of horror news um, Melissa Barra um, has said that Scream 6 is 100 times gorier than previous installments. Which is interesting because the other ones don't really skimp out on the gore. No. But I know that they've also said that there's going to be a chase sequence because people were pissed that there wasn't one in Scream 5 because that's like something that is very like... It's a staple. Scream. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a staple in the Scream movies, so I'm excited for more gore and more chase scenes in this next movie. 
I'm just, it's going to be great. Um, (laughs) um, Another bit of horror news is a trailer dropped for a film called Infinity Pool that will be releasing January 27th. Basically, it has got one of our queens of horror in it, Mia Goff, with, with a Skull Skull brother. Oh my god, I know. I know. So it is um, Brandon Cronenberg, which is David Cronenberg's um, son, and he also did Possessor. So it's going to be heavy on body horror, I'm assuming. I'm really excited for it. Um, Mia Goth looks absolutely um, unhinged in the trailer, so I can't wait. Me too. And also, you know it's going to be good when one of the Scar Scars are in it. Because they are just phenomenal actors. That yeah, whole no. family is. So it's going to be amazing to watch and probably terrifying as well. Just the masks or whatever they had on those people's faces were really freaky deaky. Mm. So I'm super excited to see what this movie's going to give us because the trailer doesn't really give you a whole lot. Mm, yeah, we, we will see. We will see. But the last bit of horror news, which we discussed beforehand, um, because obviously we're obsessed with Mike Flanagan's TikToks, and mm-hmm. he posted, he answered um, one, someone's Q&A, and he was talking about what he would like to adapt next. And he mentioned um, Stephen King's Dark Tower series, and that... He he's loved the book for book series for a really long time, and that he's actually got the rights for it, and he's written a pilot and everything. And obviously, previous a uh, couple of weeks ago or just a week ago, him and Trevor Macy signed a contract with Amazon to exclusively release some projects on there. So it is speculated that he is going to pitch his pilot for the Dark Tower series to Amazon. And that would be quite exciting. Mike Flanagan definitely has some shit in the works that we don't really know about, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, I saw a TikTok probably like two or three days before he posted his TikTok where somebody was at a convention meeting him. And he was like... I have a question for you. Like, if you could do any Stephen King, what would be the next Stephen King that you would want to do? And he said the doubt the Dark Tower series. And the dude was like, "Oh my god! Like, I'm like I'm geeking out. That would be amazing." Me personally, that is one of the Stephen King things that I have not gotten into. I just I want to give it its due diligence and read them. I know that the the adaptations have been shit, especially the recent movies. And um, there was, I forget like what major source broke it on Facebook, but I saw a Facebook article about like, oh, Mike Flanagan is going to do the Dark Tower series. And there was a comment on it that was like, I'm refusing to watch this. Like they cannot fuck up Dark Tower again. Like there's no way I'd be tuning in. Like they've ruined this before. Like, no. And I just commented on there. I was like, do you not understand who Mike Flanagan is like he's done Gerald's game he has done Dr. Sleep if anyone would be able to do this series justice and mind you I don't even I don't even know anything about the Dark Tower series 
it would be him because he's a fan. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that gives people who have been burned from the Dark Tower (laughs) adaptations before, hopefully this gives them a little bit of peace of mind and it'll give me time to read them. So I'm excited. Yeah, no. It's because the the last adaptation they did, the film, they skipped books. Yeah, they they, just like... They skipped so many chapters and I think that's why it failed so much. Um, and that's probably why also, you know, so many book series that get adapted do fail, like The Golden Compass and shit like that, uh, because they skip so many vital, important parts of the books yeah. that people who are fans of the books or people who want to be fans of the books are kind of like, this doesn't make any sense. So um, we know here that Mike Flanagan would, would 100% do this um, book series justice. Um, I told my mum this because I think she likes the Dark Tower series and she seemed pretty excited. So fingers crossed that Amazon greenlights it and we finally get a fateful Dark Tower adaptation. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I'm. we said it in our Mike Flanagan episode, I'll watch anything that he does. So we'll yeah. just have to see, won't we? We will indeed, but... That man hasn't failed us before, so hopefully he won't start now. Okay, well, thank you for giving us, like, our last horror news of 2022, because we're going to take a break after this, um, and we'll start back up in January. But we thought, hey, for the last episode of the year, might as well talk about some big wins, some big misses, stuff that we're anticipating for next year, and just kind of, like, summarize me and V's year of horror. So... Mm. I think we're going to start with our like top three films that we've seen this year, right? Yes. Yeah. I um I don't have an order to mine. Um, I do. <laughs> so mine is just going to be <coughs> how I've gotten writ- written on the list and then I'll go from there. But it's because I love these three films equally and these are my best horror films that I've watched this year. Obviously, I've watched more than just horror films this year, but these are my top three um, equally loved um, 2022 releases. Don't kill me, but I have four. Oh, I, I just, I had four and I deleted my fourth one. I'll put my fourth one back then. Put your fourth one back on there then. Okay, so um, I'll let you go first, V, since you don't really have an order to them. Give, lay it on me. The one, so like I said, I'm going at the bottom of the list. Doesn't mean it's at the bottom of my list. It's just <laughs> how I've written it. Um, and I've noticed a pattern of the films that I've gotten, um, word, word titles. So the one I have last on my list was Nope. Um, <laughs> because I saw it a lot later in the year after it was released, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Nope because it was such a different take on um extraterrestrial life. I actually saw recently like a TikTok saying that um Jean Jacket, the way Jean Jacket opens up, looked like a camera lens. Like a um, like one of the old style millimeter cameras. And I'm so like... sorry. I'm not <laughs> laughing at you, but my dogs are literally running down the hallway, just like growling at each other right now. They're just playing. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. It's just like I can hear in the hallway. They're just like tip 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 tip. Sorry. 
like naughty kid. They really are. <laughs> but that's super cool. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, and when I like when it actually like showed you Jean Jacket's eyes opening, I was like, oh shit, that does look like a fucking camera lens. So it has another meaning to the film now. And I just love that months after I've seen it, I'm still learning like different interpretations of this film. And it was shot beautifully. The acting was phenomenal. Um, the special effects were fantastic. And Jordan Peele was just a badass. And I can't wait to see yeah. what he does more of. I totally agree with that being in your top four for this year. It it didn't make mine, I will say, which I was kind of surprised, like, thinking back on everything. But I fucking love Nope. I thought that it was really good and one of Jordan Peele's strongest films. Yeah. So, Well, unfortunately for me, there are certain films that came out this year that I, one, could not see um, yeah. because of timings, or two, um, was not fucking released in the UK this year. So. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I'm sure that certain one's gonna be on your list, so we can talk about it then. <laughs> well, um, my number three, four, because I have like kind of like a weird thing. I'll, we'll talk about it later. But um, would be Scream Five for me. I mean, you know that I'm such a huge fan of Scream, and I thought the way that they kind of reintroduced. Everything was really, really good. I thought that they took huge risks in this movie by killing off legacy characters. And honestly, the more times I watch Scream 5, the more that I like the whole storyline in general. I like their interpretation of a toxic fan base. I loved their reveal of the killers because, yes, I did kind of see one of them coming, but Amber was definitely a shock to me. I just love scream so it's kind of hard for them to fuck up a movie i honestly don't think that any of the five scream movies are bad so it's gonna have to automatically go on my list to be honest yeah it's it's unfortunately not in my top three i think if i had the top five it would be in it um but it's just that there's one certain aspect of it that i did not enjoy the most yeah, if it's if it's the character, I know what you're talking about, but Yeah. Yeah, it was only that thing I did not like, but everything else was phenomenal in that. And we got more General Tega in this film. Um, That's so true. It's been a, it's been a fantastic year for her, let's face it. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but also like when I think about the shortcomings in their the character, um I forget her name of course but um well, we i think about about her yeah i think about the death scene with is his name wes where the the sheriff's son i think about that whole scene of her trying to go back to the house mm. that is such like it just felt like scream to me so i don't yeah. know i i love that film but I'm super excited to see where the franchise is going to go next. But V, what is yeah. your your next movie? Because obviously we don't have the same ones in our top. No, no, no. Well, I feel like maybe one is the same. Yeah. Um, probably because we just adore it. But um, my my next one that's next on my list is Fresh. Oh, okay. I really this- dig the movie Fresh. It stuck with me when, since I've watched it. It's just stuck with me. And I don't know why it is because I don't watch that many cannibal films or cannibal TV shows or anything like that. But I 
think because it was such a different storyline to cannibalism and it had a it's going to sound really bad beauty to it and i think i've said this Mm. in our Mm -hmm. episode we did with fresh and the other film that i'm not saying yet um um it was just mesmerizing like the cinematography the acting the script was actually really good as well like i was surprised how good this film was gonna be and it's just stuck with me like I will constantly bring it up whenever I can and it just pops into my head, which is why it's in my top three, uh, top four. So I also made kind of like a cat, a top three of like movies that really surprised me that I really enjoyed this year. And Fresh was on that list because you, I didn't anticipate like a Hulu movie to like be that good. Yeah. But Sebastian Stan was so good. The storyline was like kind of like off the charts, but it was so beautifully crafted. Um, And I think when we talked about this movie, wasn't it the director's like first film so it's like she started yeah. off really really strong so yeah entry thank you what's your what's your third one okay so i don't think that you've gotten a chance to see this movie but is my number huh is it barbarian no it's not oh. barbarian um I, I we can talk about barbarian it's just not on any of my list but my number two entry because i i have to put the other two at number one would be Black Phone. Uh, yeah. I really fucking enjoyed this movie. I know that you haven't gotten a chance to see it, right? No, but um, I got so impatient that I watched um a Found Flicks. So I'm subscribed to this YouTube channel called Found Flicks, and he does like ending explained videos. B, you should not have watched the ending explained. You should have watched the movie. But he talks about the whole film, and I'm still. But that's not the the same. That's not the same. I'm still gonna watch the film, bitch. I do it all the fucking time. I do. That hurts my heart. I still watch the film. It's how I do things. If I get so impatient. I just want to just get it out of my brain because I kept seeing clips and I didn't have time to watch the actual film. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. But it looks really good. (laughs) This movie really kind of like got under my skin. I know that some people thought that it was overhyped, but there's something about Ethan Hawke's character that is extremely unsettling. They show excessive violence toward children in this movie that makes certain scenes really really hard to sit through like I'm not gonna lie to you there is a scene where a child gets beaten with a belt that is very intense and for a part of it I literally cringed away from the screen because I was like this is a little bit too much for me but there is a scene when you watch the movie where Ethan Hawke is sitting in a chair and he's just like staring with this mask on. And it is so menacing that like even the smallest like movement in that scene just like put me on extreme edge. Like there was just something about that movie and I'm pretty sure it's a Joe Hill story. So, you know, I'm just a little fangirl when it comes to that whole family. But there was a weird, like, slasher, paranormal. It just had everything that I liked in a movie. And it was set in the 70s. So that's like an ooey-gooey part of my heart that just I'm like, ooh. And just the way that it was shot was so good. But I dug this movie and I'm excited for you to fully watch it. Oh, I will understand. 
Um, and I know that Ethan Hawke was kind of worried before signing on to this film because he's not really done a role like that before. And he's like, I was like very worried. But, you know, when I read the script, spoke with the director, he's like, I felt much better stepping in the foot of this character. Whenever the scene cut, he was immediately like asking the kid actors, like, you okay? You're right. It's all good. And I love seeing those behind the scene clips of the adult actors checking on the younger um, actors and be like, is this all right? D- did I hurt you? Are you all good? Like, because, you know, they're, they're children. They're working on a horror film and they're kids. So, yeah. And, and his character, yeah, his character is super, super sinister and dark. And I'm sure that they've, they've told you this in your video that you watch, but quite literally, when his character was killed, the entire audience was cheering. Like, everyone was losing their fucking minds at that part. Because I saw it opening weekend, and everybody was like, Oh my god! Yeah! Yeah! Because it is so intense. And it's a really good final scene um, when that happens. But yeah, I really dig this movie. But what other movies were you vibing with this year, V? So, the second to top on my list is X. <laughs> and it had to be there. It had to. It was so different from anything I've watched this year. The acting from the whole cast, not just Mia Goff, the whole cast was top fucking tier and obviously we got more general Tega. we got mia goth the way it built up the story for the sequels that are coming or have come for people and uh, not the uk though unfortunately um not apparently till march but anyway that is uh, so fucked up it <laughs> is, is so fucked, fucked up, up. <laughs> it's so up. it was just it had to be on the list because again with fresh could not stop thinking about it since it got released. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm kind of eager to hear what beat X for you, but I had to put it as number one as the Ty West duo because I truly, like, cannot decide which movie that I like, even though I know it's probably X. I've I've watched X, like, six times in Pearl only two. So I'm sure the more I watch Pearl, I'll enjoy it. More times but... than me. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Definitely more times than you. Um, I don't want to say too much on Pearl, but there are certain shots that he edited that I'm like, holy shit, I'm a girl and I have a boner right now. Like, this is insanely good. Like, I, I've talked about it too much on this podcast. Of course, these two films are going to be my top. He's a genius and um, nothing can compare, baby. But unfortunately... It may have to be included in my list for next year because technically it will be a 2023 release for the UK. <laughs> so just means we get to talk about it for another year. That's wonderful. You know, I'll, I dig that. Just the colors in this movie. And like you said, the whole entire cast, like, I honestly cannot fault any part of this movie. Not the way that it's shot, not the way that it's edited acting visually like the kills everything is so good i know that some people would be like oh you know it's it's a slow burn it's predictable but it's like that's the type of movies that he makes so shut up 
No yeah. one cares. No one cares if it's predictable. I would it's a slasher movie. People are going to die. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous that people are acting brand new about this shit. We are horror fans. Get the fuck over it. We should be thankful we even have films, you know? Yeah. Definitely, though, I feel like X altered my brain chemistry. So thank you, Ty West, for um, completely ruining my life. Thank you, Mr. West, for ruining my life as well. (laughs) But with Pearl not being released in the UK. So that means I don't know when Maxine would be released in the UK. Yeah, that hurts me for you because I'm telling you, Maxine, her entire character, I cannot wait for this character study because, mind you, Pearl was good, but like... Maxine is that bitch. Yeah, she she, is that bitch. <laughs> she really, truly is. So I'm super excited for Maxine. Me too. So what's your number one? What beat X? What beat so, X, V? You're gonna probably be like, oh, um, but... Again, this is one that I have not stopped thinking about since I watched it. And it's Prey. Oh, see, I have not seen Prey. It is fan-fucking-tastic. It was such a fresh uh, take on um, (laughs) the Predator series that is just fantastic. Like, I truly believe you don't have to be a hardcore fan of predator to enjoy this film the time period it's set in with indigenous people and then this the predator coming down and thinking that it can basically kill these people because they their technology is primal but it just goes to show like it does not and again a female lead in a film like three of my well Technically, all four of my films have female leads. Hmm. And that it just goes to show, give us more female leads. Please and thank you. Well, I guess I'll have to add that to my watch list because I'm not really, like, the biggest Predator fan. Like, I'll watch them if they're on cable or whatever. But, like, I just don't ever seek them out. Trust me. I think you would thoroughly enjoy this film because of the period it's set in. Okay, interesting. Mm, mm. It's very good. It's very, very good. I fucking loved it. It was fantastic. All right, so that's going on my watch list. But um, V, I also kind of categorized three things that I thought were like major disappointments for this year. Do you Me have too. any disappointments for this year? Um, yes, I do. Um, one of them I put on because it kind of was a disappointment, even though I did enjoy it still. It wasn't to the fullest potential I think it could have been. So and what is it? Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, interesting. The more I think about it, even though I loved it, it just, there was something I felt that wasn't there mm. for it. Like, it didn't have the same sort of magic feeling for the original Hocus Pocus. And I don't know if that's because of the long period of when the sequel was released sort of thing. But there was just something that I I just felt my heart is missing from it. I thought that it was good, but not great. And I feel like they relied way too heavily on CG in this movie. So... I understand where you're coming from on that one. Um, I don't think that you've seen 
one of mine, which is the Resident Evil Netflix series. I watched legitimately one episode of that and I was cringing so hard. The dialogue was amiss. The CGI was really, really stunning, but like I felt almost like too much, if that makes sense. And I just didn't enjoy the storyline. Granted, I only got one episode in, but I was like, I cannot watch like eight more episodes if this is how the dialogue is written. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, I get that completely because I had the same sort of issue with the Dharma series. I Mm. watched legitimately three episodes and I could not continue. And Mm. normally I can watch anything. Like I can watch it all the way through. Even if it's bad, I can binge watch it. But there were I couldn't do it with the Dharma series. You know, I I don't know why. I paid less attention to what was going on and just the I paid a lot of my attention to the veins that were popping out in Evan Peters' arms because there is something about that boy that just be hitting it for me. But yeah, um, <laughs> well, did you have any other disappointments for this year? Um, yes, I did. So you um, said um, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get this one out of the way because I've already spoken about it numerous times, and it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. That is Um, my next one, too. So let's just shit on it some more. We already have a whole episode about how horrible it is. But yeah, that was horrible. It was, oh, my God. Like, the only thing I enjoyed about this film was the kills. And I shouldn't have to sit through an hour and a half, hour and 45 to just watch kills. I should want to watch it because the acting's great. The story's great. The um, script is great. No, it was just so horrific. And there was no need for them to bring Sally back, considering the original actress died many years ago. Rest her peace. So that should have just left the character alone just to fucking end up killing her anyway. That is a shit legacy for one of the original final girls no i hate it that is the reason why it is one of my biggest disappointments of this year is because they did sally so dirty and it was i think i said this on our texas chainsaw episode it was so cheap there was no way that she was still alive after what leatherface has done to her i would have much rather her just not come back for the story if that is how they're going to kill off her character. I fucking hated it. It ruined the entire rest of the movie for me. And it was just corny. I don't know, man. It was just a big disappointment. And I'm not even a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. Granted, I definitely had more respect for it after watching all of them and putting all the work in for our episode. Mm. But this just, like, completely fell short to me. It but really not, not so much that it would be number one because... They slash them fucking sucked, man. Oh, I still haven't seen it. It's still not available in the UK. Dude, don't even worry about it. It was so horrible. Like, the only reason you should watch it is just to be like, man, that movie really does fucking suck, huh? Yeah. I still want to watch it. Like, I still want to experience it. But I have not heard anything about it since its release. And that must show you something. Yeah, because everybody wants to forget that they watched it. Yeah. Well, my number one disappointment, and this isn't going to be a shock to a lot of people, is Halloween Ends. Mmm. I still haven't seen it, V. 
I'm not going to say much. I, okay, here's the thing. I know that Michael Myers dies. I've had that ruined for me by several, several sources. I was supposed to see it opening night, but I didn't get a chance to. And quite literally, everyone that I talk to is like, it's so slow in the beginning. It sucks. It's horrible. And I'm just like, this is not making me want to watch it. Laurie Strode is like one of my favorite characters of all times. I fucking love Halloween and everyone says it sucks. Uh, yeah i'm scared i'm scared to watch it (laughs) i would suggest still watching it i will Um, but i'm just scared dude (laughs) i know i know trust me i know yeah there's the main storyline that is just absolutely dog shit and makes (laughs) no sense for the halloween franchise at all stop that's what everybody says You know me. I can find good in everything. Oh, God. (laughs) I can't find a single good thing about this fucking film. Apart from Jamie Lee Curtis, because she's always fantastic. But even what they did to Laurie was a bit questionable. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, from the, like, OG slashers, Michael Myers is my favorite. I love that he is, like, the embodiment of evil. He's not really a person. You don't even need to really explain that. I liked how this new trilogy started off going straight into it, but it seems like they just kind of go downhill. Yeah, they just go downhill, and Mm -hmm. it's like, if you're going to have an idea for a trilogy mind you they may have had this completely set up from when they started writing the trilogy at least have some conceptual idea of where you're gonna go with it yeah you know what i'm saying like it seems like from everybody's everybody talking to me about this movie it seems like they just had no direction or they kind of had an idea of what they were gonna do and they were like uh we have like another hour to kill so let's just add some random fucking storyline yeah so they did a lot but also did nothing at the same time you are not the first person to tell me that you are literally not the first person to tell me and be like i feel like nothing happened but then again like yeah. everything it, happened yeah honestly <laughs> it is like that um yeah i i probably know what your feelings are on the central storyline and honestly when you watch it i would love live um updates texts yes okay. live updates um vo- voice notes and stuff like that because i know at certain points you're gonna be like b what the fuck is this what am i watching <laughs> right now what have they done to the halloween franchise this is shit oh my god I've just been avoiding it because I know that it's going to be like a dagger to me to be like, oh, and I think that that's why I enjoy Scream so much is because they don't have really any stinkers in the bunch. Halloween definitely has some stinkers in the bunch. Yep. Listen, you know what to expect from Scream. They stick to a formula and they do it well, whereas Halloween did not stick to their formula and they fucked it up. That's yeah. why there's so many fucking Halloween films, so many um Friday the 13th films, which um 
yes, some of them are dog shit, but I still love them all <laughs> because they are unique in their own little way. Um, that's why there's so many Texas Chainsaw films. They think that they they they've got the formula, but then they tweak the formula each film, and it's like no, be like Scream, stick to your formula, yeah. and do it well. So yeah. that really stinks that we we have some like big contenders from 2022 on our disappointment list. But did yeah. you have anything that like surprised you by like how much you liked it this year? I've got you have three, three of them. Three. I've okay, got me three. too. And I've already um, talked about one of them being fresh, but yeah. Mine's completely different to my top three. Um, my first one is Pussycake okay that that pussy cake was so good (laughs) it really was it is uh just phenomenal like it's fun we made friends (laughs) we did and everyone um even though there's a little bit of a language barrier but we made friends with them we adore them so much and it just goes to show that like i said independent horror films is what horror is built on and pussy cake is still one of those films that i suggest people watching on um screen box yes definitely it is just up there with independent horror films and it surprised me this year because we hadn't heard of it we uh got mentioned to me by val and then we reached out to Screenbox and they sent us a link and we watched it and it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed Pussy Cake. Um, I thought that it was so fun and highly recommend people watching it. One thing that surprised me this year that I enjoyed so much was Hellraiser. I still not watched it. Because it's still oh, not available in the UK. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, baby. Um, This movie really took me by surprise. Hellraiser is not a franchise. I mean, like, I've seen them. I enjoy them. I understand what they are. It's just not one of those franchises that I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to watch Hellraiser. But this movie was super good. I love the body gore in it. I thought that the pinhead design was so beautifully stunning i just thought that this was a really really good modern adaptation for that franchise and i'm really excited to see where it goes next um yeah i i've i've seen i've seen clips of it because tiktok was like "Ah, oh my god hey look at the new hellraiser (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah that when it becomes available in the UK, I'll watch it, I guess. But yeah. Definitely, definitely watch it. What what's something else that surprised you this year, V? Men. Men surprised me this year. I know that people are really torn about that movie, but there is something about that movie that is undeniably unique. Uh yeah. I sometimes again I would just think about it. It would just pop into my head randomly. I'm like, wow, especially the ending. The ending of Men is still a mindfuck to me, but holy fuck, that sequence was so strange. 
but I know. amazing. I know. Some people really, really do not like this movie because it takes a women's issue, but from the perspective of a man. But I don't know. There, there are there are things about that movie feeling watched, like you're running away from something that is just gonna keep happening over and over again, and like it being the same kind of um, toxic masculinity that is generational. That I just think that they do right. And like you said, it is so bizarre, but so like visceral. I, I, I dig this movie. I don't care what anybody says. I, I liked men. Me, obviously me too, my surprise. Well, what's, what's funny? What's, what's funny? Um, so kind of the same concept almost um, of men, but in a completely different tone. And I, I've talked about this movie before on here, and I don't think that you've had a chance to watch it, but it's a movie called Watcher. Mm. That yeah. movie was really interesting. I mean, it's more of like a horror thriller, but that movie, especially the last few scenes, were really, really good. Like, it kept me on the edge of my seat. I was doing something. I think I was crafting something, and Val's mom sat down and watched it with me. And I was, like, trying to do something with my hands, you know? Like, making a sign or something, and I was like, I couldn't. Like, I literally couldn't stop watching watcher i don't want to give too too much away um but i don't know if you know the plot basically this woman and her husband move to a foreign country she doesn't know the language she stays home like she's a homemaker and her husband works and they have this gorgeous apartment building these huge windows and someone is watching her through the window and she and it's the apartment building across from her and then pe- people or someone starts following her when she's in a store and no one believes her that someone is watching her and it's kind mm. of like her mind unraveling by feeling like she constantly is having to look over her shoulder the end payoff is amazing please do not watch any movie like any videos about it before you see this movie because the ending my jaw was on the floor and then I was like oh my god how can it be even further on the floor because it's just kind of like a twist on top of a twist yeah interesting okay I didn't I didn't anticipate watching it and liking it as much as I did but it's definitely like and it has the lead from it follows so she's a really good actress Oh, okay. Well, definitely give it a watch when, when I can, when it's available, that sort of thing. You know, the usual stick for the UK. <laughs> yeah. Anything else surprise you this year, V? I did have one, um, but it's not technically classed as a horror. It's a sci-fi film, so I'm not gonna say it. What uh, was it? At least tell it, me. It's called Blasted. It's on Netflix. It's a um Norwegian sci-fi film. Basically, these guys um they take their friend on a snag do, and they basically do laser tag in this town. Oh, fun! And yeah, it's it's aliens. Okay. Uh, so it's it's really fun. It's really fun, and it really surprised me at how good it was. But it is. I, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. Norwegian people are fucking funny. 
Um, <laughs> so, but I am going to mention a horror film, and you're going to be probably like me, what the fuck? Um, and it, it is Studio Six Six Six. Okay, yeah, I fucking love this film, and I'm surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I knew it wasn't going to be like the most amazing film in the whole entire world. But it gave me Tenacious D vibes, and I oh, really fucked with it so much. That's really fun. Um, That's been on my watch list for a while. My dad really wants to see it, so I'm going to watch it with him. But yeah, I've heard pretty good things about that, so I'm excited yeah. to finally I mean, get around to watch it. It's Dave Grohl. Who doesn't love Dave Grohl? Right, and, and isn't Jenna Ortega in that movie? I think, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, she's in the beginning. So again, <laughs> another Jenna Ortega thing. From this year, they just killed the game this year. Now, pivoting on the Jenna Ortega topic, there are two TV shows that really stuck out to me this year in the world of horror, um, and that would be one of them is Wednesday. Both of these shows we've talked about in depth. One of them is Wednesday, and the other one, technically it first premiered in 2021, but it finished the season in 2022, and that is Yellow Jackets. Yes, I got that on my list too. Hey, hey. Um, I don't have Wednesday on my list, though. Oh, okay. So we've talked in depth about both of those shows, so I don't feel like we really need to say much about them. But uh, just that Yellow Jackets is fantastic and everyone should watch it because it's phenomenal. Did we talk about it in horror news? Like March 24th, season oh, yeah. two is dropping and I'm so excited. Their bio is, I think it, it says something like, they weren't alone out there. And I'm like, oh shit. Yes. So it does say they weren't alone out there. So that's very exciting. The the conspiracy theories are already swirling in everyone's minds. I am so, so excited for season two because season one was just fucking awesome. And it really was. It's something that I'm definitely anticipating for next year, but I have some other really, really good things that I'm anticipating. But what's another show that you were really digging in 2022? Um, so I've got two more. One of them is not a horror series, but I wanted to mention it anyway. Um, okay. It's called The Dropout on Disney Plus for me, originally by Hulu. And basically, it's the tale of a lady called um, Elizabeth Holmes, who develops a healthcare technology that puts millions of patients at risk and loses everything in the blink of an eye. And Mm. the technology she created was Theranos, Theranos, and it was supposed to be a machine where they could test you for loads of things. Um, with just a single drop of your blood. Okay. And it was a huge scandal, huge scandal. She um, literally, ju- a couple of weeks ago, just got sentenced to prison for it. So it's a really good series if you wanted to find out how corrupt the American healthcare system is. I don't need to find out, honey. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the second, uh, my other one, my third one on my list, um, which I'm still currently getting through, but I wanted to mention it anyway because I really enjoyed the first season, um, was Chucky season two. Oh, okay. 
Um, I love the fra- Chucky franchise, uh, Charles Play Trans franchise, and the Chucky series. Uh, first season was because mm, the child actors in it are a bit cringe. Um, <laughs> but the actual story with Chucky, um, especially in the second season, um, with Jennifer Tilly as well, is so much better. And I suggest just watching the series because it is actually quite fun and really, really good. And Chucky is a gay ally as well. So, I love that. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll I'll have to add that to my watch list. Um, I enjoy Chucky. I think that he's a fun character. I just the show is not something that was ever calling to me, but I know that you love it. Val loves the Child's Play franchise, so I'm sure that we'll watch it eventually. So, V, we just kind of recapped 2022, but there is a lot to look forward to in 2023. And 2022 horror, I feel like this year in horror was so good. Like, all horror fans are rejoicing because we just got loads of really, really quality content. And there's so much to look forward to in 2023. It was hard for me to narrow it down. One of the movies that we talked about was Infinity Pool because that looks balls to the wall crazy. Yeah. Um, But I have three others that I'm really looking forward to next year. I'm sure that there's going to be plenty more. Do you have four? I've, I've got four and then two series. Oh, okay. So you, all right. Well, I mean, technically Yellow Jackets could be something that I'm anticipating. That's, that, that's on my list. Yellow Jackets season two and um, the Crystal Lake series is on there. See, I, I've put it on there and, like, as a question mark because I don't know if it is going to be released next year. I'm thinking That was maybe my question. Is it uh, going to be next year? I, I'm thinking end of next year. Um, but that's why it's got a question mark at the end because it could be next year, but it might be 2024. We'll see. Um, I guess I could also say in the same boat of, I don't know if I'm getting it next year or ever would be Salem's Lot. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (coughs) Fuck you, V. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you for laughing at my pain. Look, I... I have faith that when you see Salem's Lot, you'll understand. It's a solid storyline. But what's something else that you're anticipating for next year? Um, This is a surprising one because I didn't think it was going to be on my list. But the more that comes out about it, the more I'm like, okay, work. I'll go work. I'll, I'll fuck with this. Um, And that's Megan. Okay, so <laughs> when I went to go see Bones and All with um Hugh and their sister Reed... <laughs> Megan was the first trailer that played, and Hugh was, like, snickering, and I kept looking over at them, and Hugh was like, this is gonna be a sleigh. Like, it is gonna be <laughs> this a is gonna be a sleigh. <laughs> I, I think they had, like, a premiere for it, and they had, like, dancers dressed as Megan doing Amazing. the dance from the trailer to Megan the Stallion and I was like okay this this film knows it's fucking marketing I I'm was about in. to say she is definitely already a gay ally I absolutely love that and I'm looking forward to that too but it didn't make my top three. Oh, well, I've got a top four for films. So, so technically I have a top four. I was about to say, I have a top four because four would be Infinity Pool because I am really looking forward to yeah. that. But Scream 6. Oh, that's on my list. 
I am so looking forward to that. I'm praying to God that it is like a Jason takes Manhattan type vibe. I know there's going to be chase sequences. You said it's going to be gorier. I follow Jasmine Savoy Brown on um, Instagram and she'll do like photo dumps from Scream. And one of her captions was, do you think they'll be upset when they find out that both the twins and then it's like dot, 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 dot. If they killed the twins, if they kill the twins, I swear to God, I'm gonna kill myself. Okay, but her follow-up to that literally had me on my knees. The following was, that's so weird. Why did they cut my caption off? Anyway, I wonder if people will be upset when both of the twins discuss who the killer is. I'm like, they know exactly what they're doing. This motherfucker. You better not. This motherfucker. <laughs> is getting on my nerves and I swear to God, I swear to God, if they fucking kill the twins, I'm a riot. I I won't leave the cinema because I paid good money to see the film, but I'm a, I'm a lose my shit on the podcast. And there is something deep, deep, deep down inside of me that's like, please, for the love of God, make Kirby the killer. I don't know what it is, but I would love to see her be like, you want to know what? I have, I have horror movie knowledge. I'm going to, I'm going to be Ghostface because there's just something that would just, mm, would be so fucking badass to me, but Mm. I guess we'll have to see. We will have to see. We will. We will insane. V, is there another movie that you're anticipating? Because I, I hope that we have the same, the same movies for our top two. I'm going to leave one of them. Um, but I don't know if this one is in yours. Okay. Uh, one I've got is Knock at the Cabin. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I don't know if I've ever shared on this podcast that from about age five until age now, Rupert Grant has been my number one main man. He was my <laughs> screensaver on my pink Motorola Razor flip phone when I was a child. I had posters of him. I tweeted at him from my first Twitter account in sixth grade. I was obsessed with that man and I will follow him to the ends of the earth in his ice cream truck that he has purchased. I love him and I will do anything for that man. And that includes going to see an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I I don't even care it's an M. Night film. I am just excited to see the cast in this film. Like, I'm excited to see Dave Bautista take on a very villainous role in a horror film. Because that man, he has got the face and the built of body to be a killerous murder and i'm very excited for this film and i don't even know why i'm just very excited it looks good but i know i'm not gonna get my hopes up too high because it is m night and that man loves a twist and i uh, sometimes his twists are not good you know what i'll suffer through it for rupert i will suffer through it for rupert yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that just because like I feel like he's definitely getting back into acting. Um he was in an episode of Cabinet of Curiosity. I love that he's having like a little renaissance right now. So, I am excited to see that movie too. Now, we're on to my top 2, which is very very exciting, 
and I'm hoping that these two movies don't let me down, but I know for a fact that they won't. Because on God, if they fuck up Evil Dead Rise, I will be so sad. But I know they won't. I swear to God. Same here. Because isn't Bruce Campbell like executive producer or something? So yeah, him and Raimi are executive producers of this. Um, the the bio that we have so far is two sisters find themselves in a fight for their lives when an ancient book gives birth to bloodthirsty demons that run amok in a Los Angeles apartment building. The photos that we've seen have been amazing. I have faith that with those two executive producers that it's going to mm-hmm. be good. I thought that the reboot that they did with um, Mia, is that her name? The, the so. sister yeah. was good. Obviously, it wasn't Evil Dead, but I'm super excited for this. And it's supposed the runtime's supposed to be like two hours. So, you know what? I can forgive it. You know us. We like short films, but I will forgive a two hour film for it to be evil dead i hope that there's at least one deadite that's that's very campy like that was something that that was low-key i missed in the evil dead reboot was like yeah there was no sense of yeah like kind of silliness but i hope that we get at least one deadite that's like let me suck your cock or something like super crazy like that from like (laughs) ash versus evil dead you know what i'm saying like it's just like off the cuff like what the fuck is going on but i i have a sneaky feeling i have a sneaky feeling that brucey boy is gonna have a cameo i just have a sneaky feeling i hope and pray to god but you know i've been let down before so you know Did you have something else on your list that wasn't Evil Dead Rise that you were looking forward to in 2023? Um, well, the problem is so many of the films that I've been anticipating and waiting for, I don't know if they are coming out next year. So I was going to have, this going to sound really fucking childish, but the Five Nights at Freddy's film that is mm. being produced by Blumhouse, but... I don't know if that is coming out next year. It's on like 2023 list, but I'm not never holding know. my breath. I'm not yeah. holding my breath that it's going to be out next year, but we'll see. So one movie that has been teased as coming soon that I would anticipate is going to be released in 2023. That's my number one movie that I'm anticipating is Maxine. I would absolutely lose my shit if he were to give us a trilogy in under a year something tells me like there's an inkling i don't know if they've shot it or what's going on with that i haven't really looked into it but goddamn if we're gonna get an 80s coked out maxine post the events of what happened Mm. at x i am so fucking excited i love mia goth love ty west love that whole storyline and i am just ready to see what he's cooked up because she's killed pearl Mm. in x so kind of where do you go from there sort of thing the cults the church cults you know there is so much that i could see him doing with that storyline it's just uh just give it to me already please yeah yeah I am excited for that, but um, I I have a feeling that if it does get released next year for the US, it'll be 2024 for the UK, considering what's happened with Pearl. Mm. I really want to know, like, 
what exactly happened for that to be done that way. Mate, I swear to God, if Ty West turns up at any film convention in the UK, I will personally go there and interrogate him myself. He, like, never does... He, like, never goes anywhere, I feel like. Like, he never does signings or anything like that. He's definitely a private guy, so... I would be very interested to know why it was released the way it is, because X was a pretty big box office smash, even overseas, so I'm surprised that they didn't give you guys Pearl. Honestly, and it's just so frustrating, because any time something gets posted about Pearl, you go into those comments and you see UK fans fighting for their lives going, please just give us a date. (laughs) We just want a date. Now, when you get to watch Pearl, you have to send me voice memos and updated text messages because I got to know. I got to know your opinion and your feeling. Well, V, I feel like we have a lot to look forward to next year. I know our listeners will have a lot to look forward to because we have some really cool topics that we're going to be talking about. But if there is anything that whoever's listening out there wants us to talk about, whether it be a franchise or a trope, a book, a video game, please let us know. Our social medias are at Horror Huns Pod on Twitter and our Instagram is at Horror Huns Podcast. V runs the socials and she'll answer your messages and she'll pass along any suggestions so we can add them to our lineup of things to talk about because there's a lot to talk about this year. The horror industry was very good to us and I know that there's going to be a lot to talk about next year and I'm so excited for it. Really, really feel in my heart. Twenty twenty three is gonna be the year of horror films. I mean, twenty twenty two is up in the running, so I'm excited to see what can top this shit. Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, I have enjoyed um the twenty twenty two lineup that we've had, and I'm super excited for next year's. Yeah. We're gonna take a little break. Um, and come back strong in the month of January. But like I said, if there's anything you want us to talk about, please let us know. Yes, yes. And we we hope you have a lovely holiday. And yes, a very happy new year. Um, let's hope 2023 is not much of a, sh- is not as of a shithole as 2022 has been. Um, but just remember, um, Films are there to escape with and just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy, you know? You can have opinions about stuff, but just don't make people feel little about their opinions, all right? If you don't like something, you can complain about it. That's, like, what you're allowed to do, but don't make somebody feel bad for liking a certain thing. Like, just be like, I'm really happy that you like that. I might not be a fan, but hey, I'm glad that that it gives you some source of happiness. Um, Because as horror fans, like horror is so broad of a genre. There are intense um, budgets when it comes to it. Either you have no budget or you have a big budget. And we found that, you know, regardless of budget or the cast or the director, there can be some real bangers out there. So don't underestimate independent filmmakers or even like big 
blockbusters because with horror you never know what you're gonna get and that's what makes Mm -hmm. it so exciting a hundred percent on that and here's to 2023 here's to another great year in horror will be do you have any final thoughts for our last episode of 2022 um 